Prologue An Exhumation In the early hours of the 17th of September 2008, a bizarre scene took place in the graveyard of St. Mary's Church, Sledmere, high up on the Yorkshire Wolds. In a corner of the cemetery, hidden by yew trees, were two tents, illuminated by floodlights, from which there would occasionally emerge figures dressed in full biochemical warfare suits, their shapes creating eerie shadows on the outer walls of the church. But this was no science fiction movie. It was an exhumation of a man who had died nearly a hundred years previously, and it was hoped that his remains might provide evidence that in the future could save the lives of billions. The grave that was being opened up on that early autumn morning was that of Sir Mark Sykes, first baronet of Sledmere and MP for East Hull. He had passed away on the 16th of February, 1919, aged 39, a victim of the Spanish flu, a particularly deadly strain of influenza that had swept across the world towards the end of the First World War, killing 10% of all those it infected. At the time of his demise, Sykes was staying in Paris, where he had been attending the peace conference. Had he been a poor man, he would have been buried at once, nearby, the custom having been to bury victims of the flu as quickly as possible, to avoid the further danger of spreading the virus by moving them. However, if a family could afford to pay for the body to be sealed in a lead coffin, a very expensive process, then it could be shipped home for burial, which is how Sykes came to lie in rest in a quiet corner of East Yorkshire rather than in a far-off Paris cemetery. Though there have been many other strains of influenza in the intervening years, none have been as toxic as the Spanish flu, so-called because Spain was the first country to report news of large numbers of fatalities, a type A virus classified as H1N1, and thought to have originated in poultry, it broke out in 1918, probably in America, and spread like wildfire, partly owing to the movement of troops at the end of the war. Its symptoms were exceptionally severe, and it had an extremely high infection rate, which was the cause of the huge death toll. What made it exceptional, however, was that unlike most strains of influenza, which are normally deadly to the very young and the very old, more than half the people killed by H1N1 were young adults, aged between twenty and forty. By the time any of the therapeutic measures employed gave a hint of being successful, the virus was on the wane, and between fifty million and a hundred million people had already died. It was a death toll that has haunted virologists ever since. To this day, the great unanswered question about H1N1 is how this dangerous strain of avian flu made the leap to humans, one that has become even more urgent since the emergence in the 1990s of a yet more highly pathogenic virus H5N1, first documented in Hong Kong in 1997. Using isolated viral fragments from H1N1 flu victims, of which there were only five examples known worldwide, mostly from bodies preserved in permafrost, scientists were able to reconstruct a key protein from the 1918 virus, called hemagglutinin, it adopts a shape that allows it readily to latch on to human cells, 
and its discovery went a long way to helping virologists understand how such viruses adapt to new species. It struck one of them, Professor John Oxford of Queen Mary University of London, that if modern methods of extracting DNA could derive so much information from frozen samples, then a great deal more could be extracted from soft tissue, such as might be found in a well-preserved body that had been sealed in a lead-lined coffin. He knew exactly the condition in which such a body might be found from photographs he had been shown of the freshly exhumed body of a woman who had been interred in a lead casket in the eighteenth century in a cemetery in Smithfield. This lady was lying back in the lead coffin, he said, with blue eyes. She was wrapped in silks and had been in that coffin for two hundred years. She was perfectly preserved.